Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our slingshot racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org, where you can join our Discord, watch our races weekly on twitch.tv slash slingshotracingleague, and give us a follow. Podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, it is episode 21, and we've got a pretty good show lined up, a lot of stuff to talk about. We are coming off the heels of the Daytona 500 finish in real life uh, just a couple of hours ago, and spoiler alert, uh, pause it real quick if you don't want to know the winner, but Ricky Stenhouse won, and uh, I guess you could say it's a surprise winner, but uh, maybe not with restrictor plate racing or, I guess, super speedway racing these days. Uh, do you think there are surprise winners anymore chris um it's hard to say uh i i I hate to say that anybody could win them but uh we saw travis was trying to up front in the race and uh i I feel like almost anybody has a shot at winning it if you're in the field yeah i i would agree with that um so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about our fantasy results in the fantasy league that slingshot racing is running this season uh we'll talk about the new penalty system in our truck series that we instituted this week at Indianapolis to kind of clean up some of the uh, you know, sloppy racing, some of the other issues we've been having. We'll talk about how successful or unsuccessful that was here later in the show. And we're going to finish up with an interview with uh, this is some people I have been talking about or asking about for a little while is to uh, know more about Apex Energy, our primary partner, uh, really since we got started with this uh, Slingshot Racing League. We'll talk to uh, the founder of Apex Energy, Tommy Fetcher, and kind of talk about how that whole um, operation came together and, and what that journey has been like for him as a business owner um, in that uh, in that field. So, uh, yeah, so in the meantime, uh, before we get to that interview, a couple things. You can visit us to learn more about Slingshot Racing at slingshotracing.org and catch our races on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. we got some other content on there throughout the week as well, but twitch.tv slash slingshot racing league to find us on Twitch. So yeah, let's uh, let's briefly talk about the Daytona 500 results that we're just coming off of. Uh, like we said, Ricky Stenhouse ended up winning the race, uh, but there was a lot of other things that, that went on during this race. And uh, one of the things that was, as I was taking notes on things we could talk about, First thing I put down was not many cautions. And then literally as soon as I typed that, a caution came out. Uh, <laughs> so I had to change it to hardly any cautions in the first three quarters of the race. Chris, what was your impression of this race uh, just kind of overall? Uh, my impression is gridlock. Um, <laughs> with this car, um, it just seems like the uh, it's hard to generate any type of run or to move your line forward. Um, unless you're just like literally glued to the bumper of the guy that's in front of you. Um, uh, that being said, the racing in general was really good in that first, you know, those first two stages. Um, you know, you didn't see much three wide. And honestly, even if it did go three wide, I'm not sure that a third lane would really work all that well in this package. Uh, I hate to say it. I think that there's a, I think this is clearly better as far as, you know, 
racing than it was in the plate races last year. I still don't think it's very good. I don't think that plate racing in general is that good personally, um, considering the mentality of the drivers these days. But, um, you know, for for a very long time, I thought that this, you know, it wasn't too bad. I'm glad that most all of the cars were in the running for a very long time in the race. That's the thing that I always worry about in the Daytona 500 is a big crash happening really early to take a lot of cars out. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was surprised, I guess, maybe that we didn't have any cautions come out earlier. I was I guess it was a pleasant surprise that we went to, you know, almost 75 percent of the race before we started seeing those kind of, uh, you know, cautions stacking up on top of each other. But it brought to mind a question for me of what is the role? And I think we had a bit of a discussion on our discord about this. Uh, what is the role of restrictor plate or super speedway racing? in nascar today is it really does it even belong uh and we could extend that question into you know an iRacing series and obviously it's it's whatever the iRacing league or or owners or admin or whatever want uh but it certainly got me thinking about how much restrictor plate or super speedway racing you know we want to do in the future because it does become like you said a a crapshoot that sure anyone can win but at the same time, is it fun just running around, you know, uh, 90 laps until the last 10 laps where you actually start racing? I've tried to uh, tried to make the, uh, you know, the the pitch that we need to let, uh, you know, we just need to make all these plate races or super speedway races like 10 laps. Because uh, that's, you know, that's when I do all my racing is in the last 10 laps, you know, if I've survived until that point. But yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's just a different type of skill set. It's just a different type of mentality that you have to have. Um, I, I'm not me personally. It's not one that I really enjoy all that much. Um, I, I just uh, I'm not sure what the um, I'm not sure what the future is in i racing with super speedway racing because for one, I don't feel like it's all that accurate with most of the cars anyway. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know a lot of, a lot of people, uh, in a lot of leagues, they love it. I mean, there's leagues on iRacing that are dedicated to just super speedway racing because they love it so much. Um, so I, I just think that, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something for us to think about, you know, now we've got basically three super speedways with Atlanta being reconfigured in the way it is. So in, in real life NASCAR, they've run basically six super speedway races, which, for me, it's about, it's a few too many. <laughs> yeah, the upside to that, though, is that there are a lot of passes, right? Which is what fans want to see. It's what drives TV ratings and stuff like that. Passes and also, I think, crashes, unfortunately. But uh, I think Mike Joy mentioned during the race that there were more passes uh, in this race at a certain point than there had been the last, like, four uh, Daytona races I don't know if he said combined or not, but it was it was on the higher end. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's always a positive, right? Uh, TV coverage. This was something we were texting back and forth about a little bit throughout the race. Was uh, This is something we've complained about with coverage just feeling too gimmicky and goofy and almost like Fox is taking it uh, a little bit not serious enough. And I felt like someone got hold of them and kind of said, guys, like, hey, you're you're killing our audience. This is not what our our NASCAR fans want to see. Uh, and I felt like we got plenty of wide angle shots 
this weekend at Daytona. I felt like uh, we didn't see many kids in the crowd, you know, throughout the race at least, which is something the cameramen have liked to do for the past several years, it feels like, on Fox. But it just felt more polished and more like it was taking it a little bit more seriously, right? Which is something that I have... I personally think racing should be taken seriously. These guys are out here, in this case, going 200 miles an hour. It's a big, dangerous risk. Uh, you know, treat it with a little bit of respect rather than like a complete circus. Yeah, I mean, if you go back, if you go back and watch, you know, CBS's broadcasts, you know, in the 90s of the Daytona 500, my gosh, it felt like you were watching like a once in a lifetime event. It felt like you were watching. Um, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, Formula One World Championship. I mean, it, it just felt really, really important. Um, and, you know, lately with Fox, it's just, it, it's been more about how best can we entertain, you know, how can we create just the hokiest segment possible. And, and I think that they took the whole, like, well, we want to show you the personality of these drivers to a whole nother level and created just the goofiest skits that they possibly could. I mean, there was still, in the pre-race, there was still, you know, some really, really goofy things that were going on in the pre-race that I'm not a fan of. But I can live with that because I don't watch pre-race for hardly any other race other than this one. So, um, you know, as long as, you know, the actual race broadcasts, um is you know it, it, it was it was a step in the right direction today i think um I, I still think that it's ridiculous that the audio and the video on the onboard cameras after uh you know the clash they were messed up and they were messed up again tonight and they were messed up in the duel i, I still think that that's ridiculous that this, this is a real bone in your craw it's ridiculous man like how in the world can you not fix this I mean, the audio on the onboard cameras has been messed up since the clash. It was messed up during the Super Bowl, too, which is a Fox broadcast. Um, I don't know if they're related in any type of way, but it was messed up in the duel. It was messed up tonight in the race. I, I just like, golly, it would be different if it only happened, you know, at the clash or if it only happened tonight. But, man, it's just an ongoing issue and... Um, you know, at least the, the pixelated, you know, dash, which is another really, really stupid thing that we have to deal with. Um, that was, you know, better tonight during the broadcast because it felt like they had that, you know, more centered in on the dash itself and wasn't blocking the racing action. I still think it's ridiculous, um, that, uh, we're pixelating the dashes when we saw everything that was on them last year. Well, so, I did uh, I did read something this morning that they had worked with teams to maybe see if that was going to be something they could improve in the future uh, with not having to blur out as much. And I think they got a couple teams to go along with it. I'm not sure who those teams were, um, but I just noticed in some of the things I saw, the shots I saw today were better than they were earlier in the week. Um, so there was improvement. It, it wasn't as bad as it had been with half the da- half the windshield being blurred out. Um, which is almost useless at that point. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that you know, if if you want your broadcast to be more like a Formula One broadcast, which you know, I think that's the gold standard right now in motorsports. Um, we can see everything on Lewis Hamilton's steering wheel during the race. I mean, we can even see his tire pressures, tire temps on his steering wheel. Yeah, and uh, Formula One's allowing that. Like, come on. Now. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think it's ridiculous. That um, you know the teams are fighting the broadcast uh, for for that. You know, is I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan of it. If I think that 
if you're going to have the technology and the technology's cool and you're going to put it on TV, then you have to have, you have to be able to, you know, show it in the way it's intended to be showed. And you can be darn sure we would never blur out anything in our racing coverage of our Slingshot Racing League races uh, with our onboards and all that. So we might bleep yeah. some things out. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, the, the, it was a great race. I thought, um, you know, minus the the cautions and all that coming out towards the end of the race. Uh, you know, as great as as great as restrictor plate or super speedway racing can get. We talked about this a little bit off air, but just you know, we feel like it has become. I feel like at least has become a bit of a, um, a circus for the lack of a better word. It, it doesn't feel like racing as much. Uh, the the guys are using each other up way more. There's a lack of respect. And it just isn't as enjoyable. And I'm not like a racing purist where I'm just like, I'm good with single file racing and, you know, cars just in a, a, a train around the top of the track. I don't want to see that. But, you know, just some of the aggressive moves that um, that you see that cause big, you know, big, big pileups and stuff like that. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that. And I'm a conservative driver anyway. So uh, that really kind of irks me a little bit. But, yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a, a good race. Um, you know, we had a fantasy league that is running starting with the Daytona 500. And I think we've got uh, about 15 folks in it right now. Uh, hopefully we can get a few more people in there as the season goes on. And, uh, you know, people will miss races. I'll forget to put in picks. So there's always a chance, even if you've missed a race, uh, to get in there and still, you know, work your way up towards the top, depending on how good your picks are. Um, so, uh, you can still get involved with that. If you're looking to do that, the show notes include a link to join our fantasy league, which uses the fantasy live from nascar.com, which is completely free. Uh, and it's free, but we're giving away $25 to the winner of the fantasy season at the end of the year. Uh, so that is $25 up on the table for grabs. Uh, you know, no strings attached. Essentially. Uh, we are doing a fantasy league preview show each week we'll have uh patrick colby and austin greer uh come on twitch for about 20 25 minutes and kind of recap the last race and talk about who the drivers to watch going into the next race are uh that's going to be on monday evenings and if you're in our league or if you just are in another fantasy league and you want some tips from people who've been watching the races and who who have a, a, a slight idea at least of you know who's got momentum and who's running well and who's not Tune into that uh, on Monday evenings. There'll be more information about that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, so I think it's probably a good time to uh, take a quick commercial break. And uh, on the other end of this, we will talk about our new penalty system uh, that's put in place for the truck series. And we'll talk about whether or not that was a success or a failure uh, when we get back. All right, so uh, we'll catch you on the other end of this break. In 2022, we've seen an epic battle for the championship between Aaron Wilson and Justin Smith. Neither one have really been able to gain an edge on the other. And like, I know personally, I have at least one driver I find myself side by side with each week. Um, And chances are you've probably got drivers and moments where you just can't seem to find an edge. Well, Slingshot has a little secret we're going to let you in on. We found the edge. Apex Energy Drink is going to help you focus on every single detail that is important in those crucial moments of the race, whether it's the final lap at Daytona, 
or the side-by-side -side battle into Eau Rouge at Le Mans. Most of uh, the energy drinks on the shelf are going to give you heart palpitations, and worst of all, they don't even tell you what ingredients they have in them. Apex Energy is formulated with your health in mind, avoiding artificial dyes and allergens, but it's still going to keep you locked in during your toughest battles on the track. Uh, they've actually got four great flavors, including Blue Raspberry, Sherry Limeade, Bomb Pop, and Citrus Blast. My favorite is the Bomb Pop. Uh, go ahead and get yours now uh, and get 10% off by using the code SLINGSHOT10. That's SLINGSHOT10 uh, when you check out. Promise you are not going to regret it. All right, we're back from that small break, and uh, we got a couple things still ahead. We are going to be hearing from Tommy Fetcher with uh, our primary partner, Apex Energy, kind of getting the story uh, about how that business started, what their product is, why it's so awesome, and how they help us, and um, you know, learn a little bit about our partnership. But before we get there, we did want to spend some time talking about uh, you know, kind of the transition we made from what really was a, I would say, a really sloppy race for our truck series at New Hampshire a couple of weeks ago to um, Indy. Uh, I was going back, Chris, and I was looking at some statistics from our New Hampshire race just a couple of weeks ago, and we actually ran 17 uh, cautions for a total of 61 laps under caution at New Ooh, Hampshire. that bad. Yes, it was uh, it was real bad. Uh, 16 cautions, rather, for 64 laps. My apologies. Um, so you and I really sat down and uh, we listened to a lot of the drivers, had some conversations. And, uh, you know, long story short, we realized that something needed to change. Um, we obviously love all of our drivers. Um, we've built ourselves as a series that is welcoming to everybody. And that's not going to change. Um, but we had to figure out a way to kind of, for lack of better terms, corral some of the on-track activity that was going on that we felt like was just not really what we're interested in seeing. It's not what we think slingshot racing is about. And whether that was over-aggressive driving, maybe careless driving, um, you know, we sat down and we really kind of tried to come up with something um to to fix this and what we decided on was a penalty system that not only would be an in-race penalty system like we already had but rather a system that accrued penalties as the season went on uh that essentially uh set tiers of penalties that you would earn or receive if you were involved in a certain amount of incidents um, and we're not going to go over the system itself in terms of details, but essentially, you know, five, five minutes, five incidents you're involved in, you get a end of line, uh, penalty. Uh, and it just kind of goes up from there. 10, 15, 20, 30, I think at 30, uh, is kind of the point where we have a conversation about whether or not you, uh, are going to continue racing with slingshot racing. And we hope that will never be a penalty someone reaches, but, um, Long story short, it's an accountability system, right? Um, and what kind of results did we see on track uh, from that at Indianapolis? Were you pleased? Uh, I don't know if you're looking at the statistics. I can tell you we had two cautions at Indy for six laps. 
I, I don't know. Do you rate that as a success or not? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say so. You know, Indy is a track where, you know, it was purposely picked, you know, for one, it's in the same town as IRP, which is where we were originally supposed to go. But also it's a track where you can, you know, build some separation between yourself and others. And it's, um, it's a momentum track. It's an aero track. It's a line sensitive track. And so, um, you know, you can really build some some distance and some gap between yourself and the people around you. Um, and so it was picked for that, you know, also, you know, for that reason, too. But, um, you know, for the most part, everything I saw was, you know, pretty respectful out there on the track. There were still some issues, I think, with, um, you know, I, I think that the biggest problem I think that I have right now is with still with lap cars, um, just not being aware of people that are racing for position around them that are on the lead lap. Um, you know, I, I ran into a couple of those deals late in the race and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where one of these days you might be on the other end of that, uh, just show a little bit more respect, be a little bit more aware, uh, try to figure out a better way to get out of the way instead of getting all in the way. Um, but you know, other than that, I think that everything was really, really good. Um, on Wednesday, I even, you know, came over the radio and told all of our drivers, you know, at the end of that deal, um, thank you, thank you, thank you for, you know, A, making this a much better show, and B, putting in the time, because I think that we did have, uh, we had a group that did a practice race on Monday night to try to make sure that this was, you know, as good of a race as possible on Wednesday, because, you know, at the end of the day, this is being broadcast, and, you know, our audience doesn't deserve to, to watch, you know, almost a third of the race be run behind the caution car. Um, yeah. and, and our drivers don't deserve it either. You know, there, not every single driver was doing that at New Hampshire, you know. So um, it's just, it, like you said, it's about accountability, and hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can carry that in. The proof's in the pudding. Um, we'll, have, we'll have a couple tracks in the next two weeks in the truck series at Charlotte and Iowa where you run a little bit closer at those tracks than you do at Indianapolis. At Indianapolis, you really don't run all that close. Just just the way the track is laid out, the way the track is, you know, structured, um, you know, it, it just lends itself to more separation between the vehicles. Charlotte and Iowa, you just, you're going to run a lot closer together. Um, so hopefully our drivers can keep that same mentality uh, going forward into those two races that they had this past Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think we'll, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we see kind of a continuance of what we saw at Indianapolis. Um, and that was something that we kind of strayed away for, from for a long time is having like that, uh, you know, a penalty accruement, I guess, system where you earn penalty points each week that accrue over the course of the season. You know, one of the things the Slingshot likes to do is we like to keep things simple. And we felt like a, a, season-long penalty system was something that just in terms of what we had seen other leagues do was not very simple but i feel like what we came up with was simple it's easy for a driver to understand and it keeps our rule book i i think it's really in terms of leagues that have rule books one of the more simple rule books to understand out there and i i, I hope and think our drivers would agree with that and i think that um this new penalty system is, is going to make the racing you know, even even better than it already has been. We're getting 30 to 35 drivers each week. 
Uh, and I think having everyone out there be aware that, you know, hey, we're watching, you know, there is there is a penalty for, you know, being someone who's a, 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 a continuance or conti- a, a constant caution causer. And we don't really have any of those guys. Um, and I think this will continue to ensure that that is something that we don't have an issue with. So I think it was a great change. Uh, I think for any league out there that is is uh, whether you're a driver in a league that doesn't have a penalty system or maybe does or, or maybe starting a league that you know you're contemplating having a penalty system I would you know I would encourage to to keep it simple uh, don't don't be afraid to have a season long penalty system that accrues penalty points but keep it simple um, so that drivers can can understand it um, yeah so I think uh, we did want to talk about that. Uh, we're going to take just another very quick break. And uh, right around the corner, we're going to hear from uh, the owner and founder of Apex Energy, Tommy Fetcher, who we've been partnered with since the beginning of Slingshot Racing. This is one of those partnerships that has endured over the course of multiple seasons. We're super grateful for them. They've got a great product and and it, it might feel a little bit commercially uh, in terms of us plugging the product, but uh, we wouldn't plug it if we didn't believe in it. We didn't use it ourselves. Um, so we just, we really encourage you to stick around, listen, it's not just about Apex Energy, it's about a story of business ownership, small business ownership, bumps along the way, um, that we found like it was a really compelling story and we both learned a lot from this interview. So, uh, stick around, catch that, support our biggest supporters, Apex Energy, uh, and, you know, stick around. We'll look forward to this interview. I'll talk to you in a minute. All right, so we are back for our interview segment. We are joined by the founder and owner of Apex Energy, Tommy Fetcher, who's played a very important role in our league. Um, and we're excited. We're This has been you know a while in the making. Uh, I'm excited. We're excited to have you on the podcast, Tommy. Yeah. Sounds like it's been a crazy day on your end. How's everything going over the course of the weekend for you? Uh, weekends are always good. They're, they're always, uh, you know, you want more of them, but you just, you just can't. Uh, even though the kids are off school tomorrow, you know, I got to go back to the grind, you know, pretty much every day. So uh, are they out all week? Uh, they were out for conferences. So Friday, Saturday, and then Monday, I think it's president's day. Correct. Oh, don't quote me on that. Well, we're both history teachers, <laughs> so we have to know it. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. There we go. Well, I knew, I knew when we talked in the past, you, you were a teacher, yeah. um, down, you're down South. Uh, yeah. I'm so, in Atlanta and he's in Alabama. Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Well, on my on my day job, actually, I do logistics, and uh, I have customers that are in Ringgold, Georgia, and then Valdosta, Georgia. Okay, yeah, uh, so, I'm not sure where Ringgold is, but I know Valdosta is a little bit south of here, about an hour and a half south. Yeah, so if you go up to like, Chattanooga, it's a it's almost a suburb of Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee. Yep, yep. Oh, so, uh, over there. So that's so during the day, I I do all the uh, talk to uh, truck drivers and people and keep freight moving for for America, and then. By night, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to sling energy drinks. So, <laughs> so that was that was one of the actually the first question I wanted to ask you is like, I know this is not Apex Energy is not your day job. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the goal, right? But you are a logistics. Uh, you work in logistics uh, yeah. on a day to day basis. What exactly do you do? Like, if you could, you know, walk us through a moment of your day. What yeah, would be the yeah. main thing that happens? 
Uh, do you want like all all of my day and then uh, go from there, or just what I, my day job? You give me a short, uh, brief, or as long as you want. Uh, so I, I am a kind of a not a jack of all trades by any means, but I'm a, kind of a fitness guy. Um, so my day starts usually about six in the morning. I try to get to the gym, uh, cut like an hour, hour and a half, get home, get cleaned up, and then I work as a what's called a freight broker. Um, so basically how I got into that, my dad's been a semi-truck driver for for all my life since since he was he came over from Korea, not Korea, but he was stationed in Korea for the army and stuff like that. Came back, continued to drive trucks. Um, so I, you know, I was uh, nine years pre-med. Uh, I was actually going to be a veterinarian uh, my whole life. So um, I started my first job was actually cleaning kennels and taking care of animals and and doing that that route. I wanted to be a vet, wanted to be a doctor, I was pre-med, did nine years at the animal hospital from 15 to 24, same place, same spot. Uh, I got to see animals grow up from puppies to, to their older, it's kind of crazy. Um, I did, the schooling got a little bit out of control. Uh, it was just too much. Um, the boards got a lot bigger and my brain couldn't handle it. <laughs> so, I hear you on that one. Yeah, so I, uh, I decided to, my junior year of college actually, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I went to international business sales. Uh, my brain again can't learn things, uh, so I did. You know, I couldn't learn Spanish. That was I had to have like a, a foreign language, and I just couldn't like grasp another language on top of our English. Well, which is you know so what the cool. problem was? You didn't have Apex Energy. That you know I couldn't focus. There it is. Um, <laughs> that's probably a, a a really really good um, like uh, reason why I got into yeah. it as well. Uh, I can't focus. Like my brain does that. Like right now, I'm talking to you. My brain is going, "Hey, you talk about this, 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 this." I'm a big circle. Or am uh, I? So uh, I, I did. I quit school altogether. I did the uh, the normal. I'm going to be a bartender. That's you know, I'm good at talking to people. So as I was bartending, I got into. Um, I, I was serving a gentleman that was a uh, like a general manager of Sprint back when you know when sprint was a, a thing oh yeah t-mobile bottom so i went up the corporate ladder got as pretty as high as i could go here in our in our city we only had like two or three stores you know and those manager spots they they never move so i was like i need to do something different like i can't i'm not progressing you know you know us people we got to keep going keep going keep going yep yep so um i actually started working for a nonprofit, um helping out uh kpts they they did in our area was like sesame street and uh, those type of channels was learning channels, but you know that wasn't really paying the bills. Uh, I did door-to-door sales, like knock on your door, like, "Hey, man, you want to get some cable? Want some internet?" So you know, no Gosh. matter where you lived, you're yes. grinding. You're yeah, you're grinding <laughs> every day. So that's and that you know, and I did. I worked for our local paper, which was doing our advertisement for mom and pop stores. So I was going business to business, and then. Um, when I was at the Cox Communications job doing the door door, bottom man totem pole, they were kind of downsizing our area because they had so many of us. And so uh, I was going into insurance sales or freight brokerage. And there was a new brokerage here in town. They just kind of started, there was about 40 of us. And you know, I hit the phone. So they give us kind of a list to call. Hey, how does your shipping work? Things like that. Because yeah, you call any any store out there, like a steel company, they don't have trucks that go all over the country, but they need to get their steel from Chicago to Houston or whatnot. And they don't have their own trucks, so they they hire me to find them trucks. 
And oh, uh, yeah, so I knew nothing about it. My dad always talked about brokerages and stuff since he was a truck driver. He goes, oh, our broker sent us this, this lane or this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, okay. That's how I got into sure, it. <laughs> yeah. So I got into freight brokering. Uh, I made the cut. It, it's, kind, it's kind of grueling, you know, because you got to be able to grind. You got to, it's hard because you, you're going to get, you know, 99 no's and one yes out of 100 calls, you know, and that's just to get your foot in the door anywhere. Um, that's what I do during the day. That's kind of what the, my story to get to freight brokerage to my day job. I did. I've been doing that for six years in the middle of it. Uh, by 2019, they kind of sent us home. I did. I started doing actually streaming online, like video games. So mm -hmm. that's for the tag and this, the Hyperline Gaming. That's what I went by on Facebook Gaming. Is that still uh, a thing that you do now? I had to since I started Apex and I was more involved in that. Like my, you know, getting up at six, doing my work for eight hours, coming home, being a family man because I don't, I don't want to put my kids behind. You know, I want to be there for them and my wife and. Then I'd stream and I have Apex. I, I had so many irons in the fire, even though I'm go, 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 go. I just, uh, I had to let one thing go. And so I still play video games super casually. Uh, so you have not, you have not been grinding it out for like 20 hours on the new Harry Potter game. Like I know someone else in this uh, interview has done. I mean, I, I, I may have dabbled. I'm, I think I'm level 26. And Harry Potter. So. I feel personally attacked, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, I I wasn't talking about you specifically. Yeah, just just people we know. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't stream anymore. Um, it it's, it came that was the that was one of the irons I could put back. You know, I could take it out of the fire, put it back, and it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I in it I actually streamed with a group of people. So when we all kind of just kind of dispersed our streaming and we now we just play and have fun. Um, streaming is one of those things, as as you know, um, you you have to build more than just streaming content. You can't just do, you know, hey, I streamed for four hours last night and then the next night do it again, do it again, do it again. You have to actually build content around that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like your, your TikToks now, you're, you're, you have to tweet out things. You have, And with me trying to do my gaming and then apex and then you know just my normal hey here's my son lost a tooth or whatnot you know it's like i was constantly on social media then that it felt like when i was around around anybody it's like why are you always on your phone it's because like, ah, it's always going off you know i'm always doing something so yeah, maintenance is like a huge part that is you're right it sucks up a lot of time and mm -hmm. it's you got to kind of pick and choose and you got to be okay like it's okay if you don't post every day you know that's something yeah. i have to tell myself it's like ugh, like i need to post yeah. something today no it's okay but you people will survive and, you know they'll mm -hmm. they'll have so much other things to watch they'll they won't even notice and exactly uh, so yeah I, I totally hear you on that one trying to build your algorithms and then you're like oh you, you get one that's like oh man this did i don't know why this was a banger it only got like 10 views and this like podark ones at like 100 you're like what is going <laughs> <Right>. on <laughs> like why it is this makes happening? no sense sometimes mm -hmm. so i i did have to let that go but during the middle of the pandemic like right before it i was actually i was talking to my wife because i'm a uh, not like a gym buff i'm not like you know in the gym squatting 400 pounds by any means you know um, I just like to be healthy and I like to go there, relieve my stress. I've always been kind of into it. I played uh, soccer my whole life, so it's just kind of a fitness type thing. So um, a really good friend of mine, 
he had his own nutrition store and you know and he was talking about building his own line and product and that's when i got I was like well i want to do that too like i think that would be a really good thing plus i was spending tons of money on pre-workouts energy drinks things like that that weren't what i wanted but that's what was available so getting his information and, and whatnot that's that's how i kind of stumbled on upon like doing the research and seeing what's in it you know how you go about getting a lab or how you go about getting a website guy or how you go about even starting an llc i mean it's there's so many like and you know i already told you from the beginning i'm a terrible student so <laughs> me happened like if i was if i was dedicated enough to do research and read things i was like all right i'm in, I'm in it for the long haul because i was say there was some passion there apparently exactly and you know and uh, i still to this day you know keep thinking about you know what's what's on my next steps and and i know that's further on and you know we're going to talk about that later but um the wheels are always cranking and turning in, in my brain and i'm undiagnosed adhd for sure because two of my kids are diagnosed with it so i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm the culprit that gave it to them yeah, I, I think there's maybe a little bit of, of diagnosable ADHD in everybody, obviously not medical advice, but I feel like we've all yeah. got kind of, you know, some degree of you know, just exactly what you said. We're always, you know, kind of thinking about what's next, mm-hmm. um, always focused on moving, 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 being productive. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes all those ideas can get in the way of actually being productive, <laughs> yeah. at least on, on more than one front. Like more, sometimes you just got to focus on more than one thing at a time. And that's something that I struggle. If I get locked in on something, it's like, I cannot stop. You hyper-focus <laughs> on it like it crazy. Hyper-focus, almost obsessive level. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm diagnosed. So yeah, um, as of recently, hence the hyper lion. So it's like, and, I'm always always going lions are my thing obviously it's on our apex bottle that's it's just uh um i i i don't know what it is about them but i just i love the majesticness of them uh i we sponsor some actual lions and things down in vegas they have what's called lion habitat ranch down there um and you can actually go in there and feed the lions and learn more about them and how they're rescued they're actually the old mgm grand lions that they had to move off the premises um i got you know me being chummy and talkative i uh <laughs> i made friends with one of the they're still zookeepers or whatnot and i actually have two paws that have been casted in my house that they're actually up on my shelf right now oh so. that's cool and these are from the mgm lines yep it's from their bloodline so oh, um yeah it's a pretty crazy thing and uh they they're just they're like a sanctuary there was there was nothing there. And then a couple of years ago, when the Raiders moved there, their actual their training facilities like right next door to this lion habitat ranch. And uh, you, yeah, you walk into like you get you walk inside and you see these massive like cages. It's weird to call them cages, but they're facility. And then if one lion starts roaring, they all kind of do their their roar. Oh, and yeah, it, they all get involved. And it shakes the ground like NASCAR. It's crazy. It's like it's that much like throatiness or or just uh vibration from their roar is it's like walking into like a, a monster jam or nascar or something you know just loud vibrations it's crazy it's like it's a euphoric feeling i, I recommend oh it if gosh. you're ever in vegas 
<laughs> Jeez, that's uh, yeah. We I've been to Vegas and I've been to MGM, but I guess the, at this point the Lions already kind of been moved off mm-hmm. the premises. So were they just like were the Lions just hanging out in like a cage in the actual casino hotel? Yeah. So um, there was like it was like a double decker, big glass, and I think you could walk underneath them at one time, and then you'd have the glass above you of them out there. And then so now they're actually in what's called Henderson which is just like uh, right outside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. So just on the other side of the, we, when we fly to Vegas, we've been out there, my wife and I twice, and uh, we just Uber out there, feed the lions, spend like two, three hours out there, and then Uber back and have some nacho daddy. <laughs> I, I, we went to Vegas on our honeymoon and I, I enjoyed it then. Uh, but it was really, really hot. It was June. Oh, no, nope. she's not listening. It's July. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was really hot. Uh, so I want to go back at some point. Uh, I would love to go back to Las Vegas, maybe when it's a little bit more seasonable, um, you know, and not quite as scalding hot. Just stepping yeah. out the door, you start sweating. So, um, and I was living in Panama City, Florida at the time, so I, I was acclimated for it. Like now, yeah. though. I would probably melt literally stepping out of the hotel. So, um, just, Florida's got that that insta sweat. You walk outside, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Like, it I'm just is. wet. I already took a shower. Here's another one. Like, yep. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, so Apex okay. Energy, like this is, you know, we've we've uh, you know we've known each other for I guess man, like I contacted you back in April. Maybe we're going coming up on a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so apex energy is a, I think you're a smart guy. You can explain it better than me. Tell, tell us what apex energy actually is. So, uh, we kind of, um, I say I'm a lot and I apologize for that. No, so we, I'm same here. Same here. Yeah, uh, Cause I had to give my, you know, you have to give your brain a second to think about what you're going to gotcha. say. Uh, otherwise, and you don't want to stall with silence. <laughs> otherwise we'd be, we'd be here for a while. So we, we consider ourselves an alternate energy. Um, uh, most people, when they think of an energy drink, it's just, you know, highly caffeinated three to 600 milligrams of caffeine, you know, I have 600 on the, on the, on the large side, but you get some of those big cans that are like extreme energy or whatnot, you know, uh, it's, we didn't want to focus on that. Cause like I said earlier, we kids were diagnosed with ADHD. I probably have it, which got me into the rabbit hole of doing an alternative focusing energy so talking to labs and everything else i wanted to make something that wasn't going to get you strung up on caffeine and crash and then kind of be on this vicious cycle of um needing that that caffeine fix or you know getting addicted to it especially you know me being a gym goer like i had all these things and ideas and i wanted to be a a focus energy drink so that's if you see some of our even on our websites and things like that it says alternative energy drink so our our processes each scoop only has about 45 to 60 milligrams of caffeine into it which is about your average cup of coffee out there but the rest of it is uh everything is for cognitive brain function and immune system so it's basically you're not jittery like oh oh my gosh i have so much energy i just want to go run it off and then you do like one lap and you're you're just crashing because you used all that real quick uh we wanted a slow release um focusing almost like a like a ritalin or adderall you know lack of a better term uh 
type of release energy so you can just be like boom i can stay involved in my task and involved in what i'm trying to do whether it be gaming uh you know soccer sports gym um, or even you're just your average cleaning like uh mom i have tons of moms that order this just and they drink it and they get their 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 mommy do list if you will of the day done their cleaning done you know just so they don't just like drink that cup of coffee kind of do something and then get kind of tired because you know their caffeine's wore off this is still helping you like okay get that <laughs> sound weird but get that last dish done you know you just you get to that point where just like i'm just done with everything but with the apex side of it what we designed was more of a yes i can i can do this 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 last dish this last rep this last kick this this last one shot you know whatever you're trying to do and focus on that's what we wanted that's what we, and i think we've achieved it um from our feedback from literally people across the country so yeah so i um i started rather than just doing it before a workout or doing it before like a racing session or something like that i actually started doing half a scoop of it every morning um with some like green green vegetable and berry mix and stuff because make a cocktail yeah. of sorts yeah. in the morning and it is a, uh, it's like you said it is not like in your face it's not like a you know you're gonna be high for for 30 minutes and then you know all sorts of tingly and then you're gonna have a crash Mm -hmm. It's pretty consistent, which is not something you find with a lot of pre-workouts or energy, you know, drinks, especially the ones in the the gas stations. Those are the, the ones I know Chris likes to drink a lot. I was, sometimes when, when you're like, I'll admit there's sometimes when I'm on a road trip and I forget to pack it. Like I'm, I'm hitting those gas stations just to give me that extra like 100 miles because I'm tired. <laughs> oh, Ellis, Ellis will tell you, like, <clears throat> I am not a... Uh... I'm not an energy drink drinker, those gas station energy. I just hate the way that they make me feel. Um, I think that what you said right there, I think that you really, really sort of, you know, answer the question that I was going to ask you about what makes this different from other stuff on the market. And that's what I find so appealing about it is like, you know, just task oriented people, you know, like, hey, I need to be able to focus and get this task done. Hey, I need to be able to focus and get this thing done. Hey, I need to focus and get that thing done. I think that that's a really, really appealing thing to hear, um, you know, from somebody like myself, yeah. um, you know, instead of, hey, I'm going to drink this and then I'm going to feel really, really bad here in a few minutes after it because <laughs> we're off and yeah. I have a crash and I get that tingling feeling and stomach um, hurts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Damn, think I still got 30 research papers left to grade. Yeah. Well, yeah. I still don't envy that. <laughs> yeah. No, so I think that, yeah, I think that you, I think that you really, really answered that really nicely about what makes it different from that other stuff on the market. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then um, oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I, we're also we didn't want sugar in there either, so we do use a derivative of sugar, ACE, um, but it doesn't have that like aspartame type taste to it. We right. want to make sure you weren't going to get that aftertaste. We also don't have any dyes. That was something that was actually very important to me because my son is allergic to red dye. So when he gets that, he just it's he acts different, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm not going to put it in their body, I don't want to put it into people that I'm trying to potentially sell it to as well. So there's no dyes in there either. Um, excuse me. Sorry about that. I'm, I have cough drops in because like crazy. We're up here in Kansas. We're, we're kind of sniffly. So, I, think, I think people are sniffly everywhere. There you go. <laughs> 
Um, and then the, the last thing is like, I wanted to focus on gut health as well. So that was my kind of my, like, if, if I had a golden triangle, you know, I want this point, this point, this point, and if they all, if they all meet, then we can make the product, um, so, you know, like no sugar, no dyes and don't hurt my stomach, you know, and I have ulcerative colitis, which is kind of like Crohn's. Um, so if I do take like heavy caffeinated or those pre-workouts that, you know, just make your gut hurt, mm -hmm. you can't do it. And that's, so that was one of our other focuses on top of this, not just making it. So uh, when I talked to my lab, it was crazy. Cause he's like, you want what now to do what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, I want no dyes. You know, it's, if I don't it doesn't need to be the same color as, you know, if it's cherry limeade, I don't need it to be red. Like, yeah, it's probably just like, dude, this is just an energy drink. Chill out. It's just yeah. people are going to take it and they're not even going to think anything about it. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're going to mix it in a dark cup, you know, a, a black shaker or, you know, it, like when people crack open cans, the cans, you can't see through them anyway. So unless they pour them out into like a glass of ice or whatnot. Which is so, weird at that point. <laughs> yeah. So there was these things that we went, a lot went involved into it and it was ballpark 10 months before we from from the time that we started talking to actually our second lab <laughs> from from the time we started talking to our, our second lab till I had the final product in in my hand like label and all so it was a, it was a big long process and I wasn't it was just mainly because of my pickiness on what my dream was yeah, well, when you're you know creating something that people are going to be putting in their body, it turns out pickiness is probably a pretty good thing to have. So we we appreciate that. Like I'm sitting here looking at, at my um, one of my containers of it, and I'm looking at the ingredients. And never, first of all, you list all the ingredients, which you're not going to hardly see anyone do. Um, no. That's all going to be proprietary blends and all that stuff. Correct. Um, but I'm also noticing ashwagandha and theanine. I'm like, what energy drink has ashwagandha and theanine in it? It's like a, a focus and calm, you know, promoting calmness and all that, which is personally for me, if like I'm, I'm racing or I'm gaming, you know, I want to have the focus, but I also want to, you know, be able to remain calm and, you know, this sounds a little bit silly, but you know, in, in moments of kind of tension or really high stressful points of a race or, you know, a particular, uh, you know, part of a game. Uh, lap, dude. You can't yeah. have your heart racing. You, you want to be able to just calm your heart and do what you got to do. Yeah. And it just wanted to be like any other lap. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, man, that's, we, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge believer. Um, so that's, that's part of the big, big part of this for us is just like, you know, we want to have you on the show to talk about like, this is not your typical quote unquote energy drink. We know it's called apex energy, but it's a lot more than that. It's, you know, it supports energy, but it also, you know, supports focus, stamina, and there's zero crash. You're not going to go, you know, have a crash like you would with a, we won't name the brands that you would find at the gas station, but you know, people know, people know, they know. <laughs> Um, so, you know, with, you've kind of walked us through the process of how this whole thing came to fruition. Uh, what has been the biggest like challenge, uh, that you've had? Have you hit any, you know, for, for racing terminology, speed bumps along the way? Yes. Um, so kind of when I said it was my second lab. So I got, I got three things kind of, and I'll, I'll circle back to the other two, but I'll, I'll start with the first one. 
um, our first kind of speed bump was when we started everything, you know, I was, I was a newbie. Um, I got information from people that have already kind of gone down the path of, you know, building their own brands and things like that. So finding a website, um, the, the first speed bump was we started this in the pandemic. Um, so I had to start an LLC before I could do anything. The best time to start a business, right? Exactly. You know, there's so many people working, you know, at, at our capital to just write these things off. It was fantastic. <laughs> so the process, so the idea came December, uh, December 28th is when I think like I can pin it down to December 28th. I was like, yes, we're going to do this. Okay, cool. So once the New Year's hit, that's when I started the process of trying to get the LLC. We filed for our LLC as fast as, as fast as we could, you know, getting all that done. We went through, uh, I think it was like LegalZoom. Yeah, LegalZoom is the one that did ours uh, just because they could handle everything. And I didn't I didn't want to start one and then like miss some paperwork. And then mm -hmm. especially when it's, you know, 45 regular days or 45 business days, not 45 regular days just for someone to answer you. And I didn't want to miss miss a paper and then start that process all over yep. again. So uh, they sent us our book on like February 17th, but we didn't get our ESN, which is like your, your big business tax mm -hmm. ID stuff for like another like two months. So we had our LLC and everything, so we could kind of start the process, but we didn't, but if we you know, we couldn't open up a bank account, you know, to, to pay for orders or to pay for the lab or to pay for the website or to pay, you know, just like when you run things, you know, your Google automatically takes out the money out of an account and so i had like i had to set up like different accounts underneath my own personal account like at the bank to have them withdraw things and i couldn't even go to like bank of america or whatnot yeah they you don't want that stuff mingling yeah it was just it was insane and then i then i forgot like what account was getting pulled from what thing and so that was the the beginnings of just starting a business was kind of the headache um but I mean, it wasn't too bad. Like it's, it sounds a lot worse. It was just time consuming because it was like, hurry up and wait. Oh, I need these papers now. Okay. Boom here. Like here's an hour's worth of work. Here's your paper. And then you'd wait a week and then same thing. So once we finally got our ESN and everything, we were good to go get the bank set up, get the, get the website going, um, and things like that. But in the meantime, like when we we're talking to labs, yeah, of course they talk to you and you know try to do their thing. So. Our lab is in uh, the lab we went through was in Houston and, you know, we're just we're small time, you know, we're just starting off. Yeah, we figured some of these labs would understand like, hey, people want to start these things. Money's money. You know what I mean? Hey, I want to mm -hmm. do this as a business. And that's not really how it worked. Obviously, if, if you have if you have an account that's, you know, doing, you know, a, a million bottles a, a month or whatever, and then you have this guy trying to do like 200 bottles a month, you know, it's uh um they're they're gonna kind of just kind of squeeze you out and kind of get to you when they get to you so that was how the first lab was treating us and we finally got to where we needed to be and we, we you know we got some flavors we didn't like the formula as much it, it kind of went to excuse me quote unquote the gas station way yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, it went that flavor that route that that type of caffeine and we're we're like okay you know we're still but we're excited so we didn't 
I did. We didn't stand by our principles and be like, "Hey, this is what we want." Like we was there of, like a moment where your like gut was kind of like telling you something, and you were so excited still, you were just kind of like pushing it aside a little bit. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. how it was. So you're just like, I mean, it's it's, it's go time. Like uh, we're roll here. It. We're here. And so we're almost to the process. We have our flavors picked out, which aren't even close to what we have now. Um, I mean, they were just kind of like it was like kiwi strawberry, and um, I think one was an orange, but it didn't taste like what we have now. Mm. Um, and then I think we only had three flavors total. And it was like, yeah, it's like two sweets and, and kind of a not a sour, but like a a neutral kind of citrusy. Oh, so, tart. yep, yeah, tart. There you go. So we get to the last last small moment. We're like, okay, how many do we have to order? Because when you order in bulk, you have to you get like different levels and different prices and they rose the price like 30% per tub what they're going to charge us. Yeah, so it's out of the blue. It was like, Oh, by the yep. way, there's going to be 30 more, 30% more than we, we quoted you at. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we got quotes. Oh, bummer. And they're like, like, well, it took a month to get this done. And we're like, the quotes don't last a month or what? so it was bad news bears. We're like, all right. So then I really reeled it back. It's like, we already had a bad feeling. It's not what we wanted. And then by by the grace of, if you could call it good luck, Houston had that huge freeze that oh, yeah. people's pipes were bursting and things like that. That yep. lab that lab got hit and, and got destroyed. So, so I would say you hate to see it, but I don't want to be insensitive either. I get it. Yep. That's kind of how it was. It's like a necessary evil, if you will, at least in our yep. eyes. This sent you in the right direction. It was probably, it was good for mm -hmm. you in the long run, it sounds like. Yep. So, but at that point, we've already spent, we already been, been back and forth for like four months. Sort of like, I'm oh, sure money months. had changed hands probably. Yep. So we, we've already done that process. We've already done what we need to do. So we saw the samples. And so we're like, what are we going to do? So did some research, reached out to a really, really good friend of mine that I was telling you about earlier. He's like, hey, Call this guy. They're a little bit more expensive, but you know, see what see what they'll do for you. Calling him up, and it was like the easiest, like kind of transaction, if you will, because I was like, "Hey, I'm just a new guy." He didn't he didn't skip a beat, and he's like, "Yeah, man, we'll get you taken care of. What do you have now? Like what like what's what's in it?" I was like, "We don't know." Like that's how <laughs> that's how far we got with it. They were like, "We don't know what's in it." And he goes, "Okay, well, two things. You can send it to me." And we could test it. And so they, you know, there, there's a way to test it. So they can tell you exactly what ingredients is in there or whatnot by some type of chemical breakdown. Um, or we can just start fresh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then when he said start fresh, I sunk. I'm like, we've already dumped like so much into this. And like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit heartbroken, a little bit discouraged. I got like, so I was like, let me call you back on that. So I, I like said, probably just sat there for an hour going, you know, bad word, bad word. What are we going to yep. do? Bad word. <laughs> Finally, I, was, I called him back. I was like, let's let's start from scratch. What do you got? And then I go, he goes, well, what do you want? And I go, I've never been asked that. You know, like I told this last lab, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they said, OK, this is what you need. And so I didn't know any different. And so we kind of broke it down. Um, they're, they're a really big facility and they do a lot down in Houston, the, the new one we're talking to. And so he goes, great. I got the perfect ingredients for you. I think I already have something kind of like that with 
you know, with this, this, and this. And so he's kind of naming off like our ingredients and stuff. And as he's, I'm writing them down, I'm like, these are some of these are big words. It's going to take me a minute. <laughs> and, and, and we get to it and I'm, I'm researching them and I'm like, yes, yes. And like every one of them that I was researching was like immune system, like a brain cognitive, brain cognitive, immune system, caffeine. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, this is what I wanted. And he's like, okay. And then so we start talking about flavors. He's like, what did you have over there? And I go, let's start that over too. I was like, let's do a new one. Like, Just you know, not worry about what we yeah, had over there. We're, we're already in this process. And so, and so he's like, I, he sends me a list of like all flavors that he already has. Okay. And I'm like, cool. And so that way we didn't have to like design a new flavor. So the way it works is you can, you can, you can do a flavor. And then you could just like focus on that flavor and get like three different variances of it. Or you can just kind of go with like a stock, like, a, hey, this is like your average blend, if you will. Mm. I'm like, you know what? We're already this far. Let's just go ahead and see what your stocks are. And he's like, okay. And so we're doing everything and I'm reading the ingredients list and and per flavor. So on my on our little worksheet, if you will, each flavor has to be chemically different like there'll be more grams of this, less grams of that, because mm -hmm. you, you, you can't just take out a flavor and put another flavor in and all the chemical balances will work. So like if you ever see the weight on our, because we put the exact weight on each container, the weights are different because of like, hey, if you want this to taste like the blue raspberry, we have to take some of this out and add more of this, but you're still getting the same value percentage of ashaguanda, if you will. It's just like a, a weird... There's a lot of chemistry behind it that I'm like, all right, science guy, you got this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so we, you know, we came up with the flavors. I was like, and on on my bag, I went with uh, all the flavors that I enjoy. Like, I, I love citrus stuff. I think everybody's got a great blue raspberry. I wanted that old school bomb pop. And then I went with cherry limeade because it, it was kind of in the summer where I was designed. It's like, oh, I love cherry limeades from Sonic. I think they're they're fantastic. I put that into a drink and people can sit on the back porch or do mowing or whatnot and drink yeah. this on their and mower. It, let me tell you, it legit tastes like cherry limeade. Like, it's not like a... It, it's like you would get something from Sonic, maybe if not better. So yeah. it's better for you. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. So that was our kind of our big first speed bump was you know, getting the company set up, getting um, um, the correct lab, and, and so I mean those were some of the difficult. So we're we're almost uh we're 10 months into apex we don't have anything yet <laughs> you know what i mean so we we finally finally uh he sends us the the samples and we actually super nice guy he talked we we got it we're only supposed to get three three flavors but you know talking to him and he's i'm not sure if he felt bad or just a cool guy or whatnot or since you know he knew my friend that was a really good friend of mine he's like yeah since you know him i'll, I'll do another flavor for you guys help you get back up on your feet or whatnot so that's why we have four flavors. We didn't have to narrow it down to three because he, he they, that lab did such good work for us. It's awesome when you find good people that want to help you just out of the the goodness of their heart. Um, yeah. And that sounds like you you were lucky to find that guy. That's it's, yeah. One of those like when that when that first lab went under, I was like, like I was devastated, but it was like, hey, another door opened. One door closed, another one opened, and it was a big door. And it was a yeah. great door. That's like the ultimate like sort of blessing in disguise oh, um, yeah. i think you guys ended up better like you said you were kind of have some red flags in your gut maybe going off but you were so far in you were 
you know, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all, we all know when the gut's telling us something is whether or not we choose to go with it or not. And I think probably in most of our lives, sometimes we've gone with our gut and sometimes we fought against it and we've kind of reaped the results of, uh, what going against your gut. Yep. Good or bad. Yeah. Good or bad. So that's, uh, yeah, man, it's, I, I see, I didn't even know that you had gone that long with with having all these issues of development and all that like yeah i knew you're gonna hit some stumbling blocks but man that's <laughs> i, I would have been hit the panic button for sure um because i know that you probably spent uh your own money early on and yep. and all that process and uh yeah gosh that would be oof, that's yeah spending, spending someone else's money is one thing but spending your own money and having it uh you know go through some of the the setbacks you you did man yeah it 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 almost deterred me like is this is this the right thing you know then you have you do have those secondary questions like is this the right path for me should i have started this you know like i'm it, it wasn't it, like the savings account dwindled you know but not at an alarming rate where i was like all right it's time to pull the defcon 5 you know we're, we're done type thing so we didn't have to pull the parachutes things like that my and bless her heart my wife has been our savior of the company so if if, if if anybody needs a round of applause it's her because you know us we have drive we can get out there but you know when we get kind of kind of kicked as long as we got kicked it was uh it was hard she's like hey you got this you got this. you can do this i mean she was my, my my cheerleader if you will um pushing me through the whole thing so i mean it Boily boils down to Apex. It would probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her. You know, her being by my side, telling me we can do it, saying, Don't worry about this, we'll figure it out. You know, you know what, you know, like the guy of the house, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll, it's fine. You know, that's that's how she was when I was going through the speed bumps. Um, we we all know it's that way yeah. every in yeah. every in every marriage. There, you know, there's one person who who thinks they they uh run the show but we we know who's running the oh, show we know yeah exactly <laughs> it's, that's yeah i just making sure it's the same in georgia as it is here so uh, apparently we're good to go <laughs> yeah no you're it's it, it, at least in the the ones with uh with smart partners they yeah. <laughs> they they know who to defer to so yep so she she pushed me along and then she's like once she said it's okay we'll figure it out because you know uh, you know we're we're the breadwinners you know in most most of the the situations so it's it's we do worry about the finances and you know it's not like i and it was different because it's not like i went out and bought like a thirty thousand dollar car i went and spent thirty thousand dollars on a company you know or, or what yeah you know and so it's different because there, there could be a return or or not usually when you get a car they just appreciate and it's, it's for fun and it's not sitting out in the garage you know it's and that's so that that's a big reason why we kept going for it because we a, were in it and we can get our money back we can sell the company and just be done with it at that point we're like hey we can just sell all the rights the trademarks and just scoop it underneath the rugs of loss and hey i tried type thing well but, you know good on you for just involving uh your partner in the sense of like a lot of people go out there and will just do their own thing and out of shame and embarrassment will probably hide it uh you know hey we we hit this setback or whatever they probably wouldn't even mention it you know mm -hmm. just out of like pure shame or whatever yep um and you know good on you i think that's something we could all probably <laughs> just be fully transparent you know that's that's probably yeah. the way to go in general so yeah, some, some people ask for forgiveness i was like no i'm gonna ask for permission i think yeah yep. forgiveness doesn't happen <laughs> smart smart plan for sure
Um, so that was our first big setback, if you will, uh, if, or speed bump, not a setback. It could be either or uh, on that one. Uh, I'd say our, our next kind of speed bumps is, uh, it, and this is kind of like a, a weird one, if you will. Um, it's, it's finding out who you can sponsor. Okay. So obviously I would love to sponsor every single person that wants to be a part of Apex. To me, that is one of the biggest things that like it, it makes my heart happy. Um, it's like, hey, like you guys are awesome. I want to be a part of it. Like, how do I do this? And it's one of those it's one of those things it's like you, we gotta set back because it's like, well, we have X amount of budget. You know, we have X amount of this, we have, you know, we gotta look at your content and like because at the beginning, I was like, anybody that said they want to be a part of Apex, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. Here. You know, I was just sending tubs left and right to these people. And then th there would be no return, if that made sense. Yep. So they'd be, you know, they'd get like one sell from a buddy or they would buy it on their discount or, or you know, they would they would do this. And like some of the people looked really cool, really legit, but it, it's, it was hard to let a, a product go um just just to be out there and you know i understand that you know publicity is publicity and you know you need it but like i think this year was the first year i've had to tell people no and it, it hurts if that makes sense you no know, um, makes total sense so i don't want to tell people no it's just like but i don't have it in the budget um i think i told you i think i reached out to you and i was like hey there's another racing league that wants us as their primary sponsor and I, then I got that, I get that, um, the, what's, I'm trying to think of a term, like, just, uh, not weary about it, but, like, oh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty loyal, yeah. loyal, loyalty, and that's why I reached out to you, I was like, hey, do you know these people, are they okay, they want this, I don't want to go to them if, they, if they're your direct competitor, because of what we built. Yeah, and we, we appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I trust me, and I've I've seen it on on both ends. <laughs> it's one of the that's a little the most difficult thing. Chris will tell you like we talk about this all the time in terms of like I'll update him on you know we're getting this sponsor, we're getting this sponsor. Or, oh, you know this sponsor didn't want to have anything to do with us, and mm -hmm. I but I also see it on like the from your end because we've had these discussions before of like I think that's one of the biggest things that we've talked about and that I've learned through this process is there's got to be a, a return on investment, right? There's mm -hmm. got to be proof uh, that that something is happening and not just that something is happening on my end, but like that what we're doing on our end is converting to something, right? right. Which is hard. Like it's really hard because I do think a lot of people will just expect that people are going to throw money at them so mm -hmm. that they can put their name on a, a you know virtual race car or a real race car, right? Yep. Um, and, and you've got I've some people- out by them too. It was weird. I don't know. Uh forget who they were but it was a it was a, it was a nascar they're going to daytona but they're like yeah fifteen thousand dollars we'll put this on you i'm like what <laughs> okay like, um and you know we have monthly installment plans i'm like i would love that thing to be on national tv uh, probably not the place we want but you know that'd be 
I've I've sponsored like that before. I've sponsored with like that'd be so cool, and it kind of bit me. <laughs> so and you've got some guys who've got like th- th- it's a vanity thing for a lot of people. It's like, well, it'd just be cool, and they've yeah. got the money to toss around on it, right? But exactly, yeah. Uh, there's that that is the thing that I've I've I think I've gotten wiser about is realizing a like we gotta we gotta grind for whatever partners we have, and we've got to make sure that not only that we think there's a return on investment but we've got to be able to we've got to find a way to track it right and that's like for anyone listening to this who's doing their own league or or is contemplating that that's the biggest piece of advice i would give uh if you're trying to track partners and sponsors um first of all i think a partnership sounds better than a sponsorship so i i I always try to use that terminology um but but second of all it's it's got to be you know, you've got to find a way to show the partners that there's a return and there might not always be. And that's the tough part is like realizing like, okay, well maybe this isn't, you know, something that, that is working or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I think that a lot of people take things for granted and with partnerships, you cannot take those for granted. So that would be right. my biggest piece of advice to anybody listening who's forming their own league, doing it right now is like, you can't just get someone on board, sign them up, take their money. And then, you know, put one picture of them out um that 10 people are going to see and and yeah. and be comfortable with that because that's not that's not really serving it at the end right. of the day so we're 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 grateful for your and that's something that i would i've been thinking about that a lot um recently with just us almost like this is going to be a year in here in a couple mm-hmm. months for chris and i um and it to me chris uh, does it does it feel if chris if you're uh there does it feel like it's been longer than a year to you um, I don't know for, for me, for me, I, I, I guess it's, it seems like it's been less. It just feels like it's flown. It's flown by to me. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like we started off, you know, we're we just going to put this little short little series together, this, you know, fun little, you know, uh, six race series. And now all of a sudden we've grown into, you know, two full length se- series and, um, you know, working with great partners and, um, it feels like it's flown by to me. Well, lucky, <laughs> lucky you, I, 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 <laughs> to some degree. Now I think, I think for me, it feels like it in some ways it feels like it's flown by, but I think because we've done multiple seasons, it makes it feel longer to me and just like yeah. organizing everything, plotting everything out. So, but we've been, we've been super fortunate to have you guys on board from the beginning and that was a you know i was one of many people who i'm sure emailed you and i was one of the lucky ones that um you know you guys pulled the trigger on and and we were we were very fortunate in that so yeah we're it's a reciprocal yeah i mean it, it works both ways uh it's it's nice to open up my phone turn my phone on and slingshot racing said this by apex or slingshot racing did this like it's I, you and a couple of other ones are like the top, you know, top two. And I, and I try to go to your guys's page and, and I think I joined in on one of the races on Twitch a couple of times and try to just, you know, type in some things there, you know, but like, I like what you guys do. It's one of those one things that's like, that's really cool. I want to be a part of that. And it's one of the ones that was, Hey, that's really cool. and be part of it. And it was a good choice. Um, I guess, I, you, I think you guys, you do so well with your, 
with your with your advertising i mean i'm just like just going through your discord i mean look how many different uh different channels you have on your discord i mean that that shows that it's grown there too like you've done way more than i did with streaming and i streamed for two years <laughs> so i mean <laughs> the amount of work that i know that you put into this and the passion behind it and it is a great partnership it's fantastic you, you reach out that. to us yeah you reach out to us all the time like hey is there anything that i can do for you and i'm like what you mean, I think that first time you reached out, I didn't know, or that uh, not like not the first time, but like to reach out to say, hey, this is what we're doing. What do you think? I go, that's not my that's not my choice. That's your choice, you know, and it's like it's nice that you want our perspective and hey, what can we do? And then we talked to it. I think I called you on the phone like we mm -hmm. exchanged yep. numbers or whatnot, called each other, had a good conversation of like, hey, this is kind of what I like to see. And this is this is i think we could track it or you know we and we we bounce ideas off of each other and we've grown to what this is and that's what a partnership is you know it's it's not some of these other ones like hey i can put you up in the top right hand corner of my stream and tell my community about it and i'm like that's i i appreciate that you know thank you for wanting to for wanting us to be a part of it you know when there's you know you can go to facebook and just look up video game uh energy drinks or whatnot mm -hmm. you'll find a thousand about her that they all say we sponsor gamers we sponsor gamers and i just i'm kind of won't curious. start with a d and end with a y maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't i just, I just lost it but <laughs> and it, there's there I feel like a dime a dozen and we weren't we weren't a fly by night you know obviously and we wanted to stay around for the long the long term and the that's why you know kind of going back to that pain point that speed bump is is that we can't sponsor everybody anymore because we have to be not choosy not because we're better than everybody it's just because we, we budget we want to make sure that the content you're putting out there is what we support yeah hey well we we're working hard we appreciate it and like i said those conversations are good and i would you know apex has been um you know instrumental and kind of we wanted to build an identity around apex and i think our goal is to been at the very least to make our our community uh that you know our direct community whether it's on our discord or our social media familiar with what it is and what the value there is whether it is for sim racing uh which i, I find an immense benefit um just for gaming sim racing like i said if it's you know, I'll, I'll take my half a scoop in the morning, and then if it's race day, I'm gonna take probably another half a scoop right before the race, just kind of get me locked in. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's value there. We wanted to build identity for our for our community, so they can see you know what exactly Apex is, and this podcast is part of that. I, you know, um, just to we want to know the story. Uh, we yeah. want our we want our community to know the story behind Apex and why we love you guys, why we've partnered with you and why we continue to partner with you because you're you're awesome um so yeah it's it's been a pleasure like getting to know about the you know the past uh how this whole thing got started getting to know about you a little bit yeah uh, and getting to know about the product a little bit and i think chris is gonna probably take us home here for this oh, last question uh -oh. yeah so we've uh we've you know we've learned a lot about the journey for apex energy and, and the journey that you and your family have had throughout all this and it's a really really good story and uh the ups and the downs i've i've just enjoyed just listening to it and um you know along the way we were just you know sitting there i was just wondering it's like what what's on the future uh, what's on the horizon for uh for apex energy uh what uh 
what do you guys have in mind? Like, what's a you know an end goal? I guess uh, for you guys. Uh, like fairy and goal, you know, it's just it's kind of everybody's dream. You know, they want to they we want to stock a warehouse full of this. I want to have a team of people that are just uh, you know forklifting uh, my pallets of product to, to put on the back of trucks to go to everywhere in America. You know, that's that's the the end goal. How long it's going to take to get there? You know, I don't know. Uh, some days I feel like it's going to take longer than others. Um, a couple of things I would like to be into is uh, I, I'm I'm really good, not good, sorry. I'm a really strong supporter in like local community stuff. Um, like uh, we're in a, just a, a gym here that's just here locally. Like they sell our product. It's our only brick and mortar that we have. It was kind of a word of mouth. They got over to them. They're like, we love your product it's a it's actually like an anytime fitness so they're open 24 hours and there go we can take your product at night when we get off at work you know eight o'clock take your product have a great workout and then go home go to sleep and not be up for another three hours um so i like to get into more gyms to kind of spread that out um and then i want to also get into more brick and mortars like be on the shelves for more ready available people uh I'm not sure, you know, how how long it takes, like an average of maybe two to three days for our product to get out to to you when we when we send it. Um, kind of a, a a weird, not a weird goal, but another goal of mine would be to ship to every state. Uh, I think we have like probably 25 states that we ship to. You know, we need another 25 more to kind of. I have my little little uh, map, little map on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So of uh, what we ship to. Um, I would like to do that and, and then you know that's i have we have some more flavors coming out uh i think i told ellis um that we have a, a couple more flavors that we're in the works with we actually side note got all those in we tested them um two of the flavors weren't exactly what i was looking for the third one's almost there so not back to the drawing board completely uh but i think uh I think we're, we're going to be close. Uh, and then if we pull the trigger onto it, it's about a 10 week turnaround. Uh, and that's the, that's, this is oh. with the same, same folks you've been working with, right? Yes. The same, okay. the same lab down there. So awesome. So the way that lab works just real quick, sorry, um, is the first lab, they were all inclusive. They did their own labeling and everything else. This one, you have to actually have your graphic designer send the labels to a label company they have a couple that they suggest that actually we'll probably use the same one um they make the labels and then once the lab gets the labels back that's when they start making the product so they don't pre-make the product until the label like and just let it sit there because it's like a you ever seen like you know how it's made or what not you know when it's oh, yeah. factory stuff like the label they fill the bottles up put the label and then they fill the labels then they put the labels right on it so yeah. It's about a two to three week turnaround to for the labels to get to the lab. And then the lab takes about six to eight weeks because our lab is super clean. So if they just got even when they change the just the flavor of ours, they totally strip the machine down, clean the whole thing, and then they make the new one and then they strip it all down, clean it, and then they make the new one. So it's it's a really kind of a cool process that we got to learn about as well. So there's no cross contaminations between flavors and whatnot. Um, that's important 
Yep. And then, so no new flavors coming out. Uh, we have two other products that we're actually in talks of too. So, you know, you can't just, can't just have one type of thing. So we still wanted to be with our apex, but we are another one, which is kind of close to possibly pulling the trigger on as well is called apex recharge. So what that is, is the same, um, cognitive brain function rebuild as you sleep at night so it's basically almost like a sleep aid actually it would be considered a sleep aid mm -hmm. it's like a, it's like a two two pills you take at night you sleep and once you fall asleep it actually the the formula in there would help you uh just your brain kind of slow down or you know just get get you to the relaxed stage get you to sleep and then rebuild your 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 focusing part of your brain so you're ready to go the next day so we're going to call it apex recharge it's nice very um, nice so uh, we we can expect that in coming months i imagine uh yeah so we don't we have my graphic design guys already kind of we were playing with our our labels and i just want to make sure i have to do a little bit more research on the the ingredients onto it because some of those ones i don't know uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I want to make sure that it's the same, same, same type of things that, you know, the same type of good ingredients that we have on, yeah. on, on hand with the other one. So there's a little bit more research on my end, um, just to make sure, get the labels right, make sure everything's good to go there. Um, and then it'd be, we'd price it probably about the same as what we do our, our Apex now. Um, cause you get like a 30 day so what we're trying to do is actually make it affordable as well. That's nothing about our Apex too. Um, as we were trying to, it was really hard for us that, that was uh, back to the speed bump thing real quick is making sure that our, our cost was good enough that we could survive, you know, continue to bid to, to build the brand and the, but yet still not be expensive for, for, for our consumers. When the price of everything jumped up like 30%, we, we took that hit for, for six months because we didn't want to raise our price. Like, no, we were, we're a dollar, dollar 30 a scoop. If that, for so which long. is much much cheaper than anything you're going to buy on the the shelf exactly um but people are paying for convenience now and that's that's the mm -hmm. hard part so we're yeah so we we finally had to pull the trigger and i think me and you talked about it too it was like hey i'm sorry we, we, it, it's not like we jumped up like 10 bucks we just we needed uh, i think we went up like three dollars yeah like a few bucks i think yeah, it was like three dollars. That was just to help offset the cost of uh, the the labs ingredients and, and the shipping costs now. And you know, because we do a flat ten dollar fee, no matter where you are in the United States, no matter how much you order. So if you order, you know, if I if I had to ship two boxes to you, I'm eat that cost just because that that's just what we say on there. So, um, but. That, so we're trying to make sure that we're in the same cost with our new sleep aid, that we're not overpricing for our customers. So I think we're going to be right around the same. Uh, it'd be around uh, 40 bucks and you get a 30 day supply. So, you know, breaking it down to like, uh, like what, a dollar 25, dollar 35 a day, you know, to help you sleep at night. Yeah. And those, those things are becoming more and more popular. I feel like we're a very uh, stimulated society. Mm -hmm. um, so, a lot of us need that to calm down. I was thinking the other night, my wife usually takes melatonin, uh, mm -hmm. and she, we were out, we ran out, uh, unbeknownst to, to either one of us. We just didn't even realize it. And uh -oh. I, I think, man, I, I woke up at like 
three o'clock in the morning and she was still awake. I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, I, I didn't have like my normal thing. My body is like, doesn't know what to do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys have something coming out for that. And that's exciting. Um, it sounds like the, the future is really, really bright for, for Apex Energy. And we're, you know, we're fortunate enough to have been part of that ride up to this point. We're grateful for, for everything you've done for us. And we're, you know, we continue to just focus on, on what we can do to be good, uh, you know, ambassadors of your product. I know that like, uh, our drivers are, they're, they're not sick of hearing about it. Cause we talk to them about it a lot and they see, you know, <laughs> I drive that uh, Chris and I both drive the apex energy, uh, trucks. Uh, we've got a, a white one and a black one on the track each week. So like that, that Le Mans, um, uh, Oh yeah. We, we oh, did the, yeah. the, the Daytona 24 hour race. We yeah. didn't get the result that we uh, wanted or you guys just, but was, was it uh, 16th? 16th right yeah i think we finished p16 uh yeah uh, not not because of me <laughs> if it <laughs> i i put us in a bad situation but um i didn't have my apex energy in that morning so oh, uh, that was a part of it um uh, but but yeah so we we just want to continue to to make our our community not just not just our drivers but people who watch our races and then the people who listen to this podcast um, aware of what a great product it is. And, and when you hear energy, it's not like your energy drink that's in a can. We can't, we can't, you know, overstate that. This is a, a supplement. It's something that whether I think you mentioned, you know, moms, uh, are using it. Dads are using it. Child, <laughs> child care, as you know, uh, yeah. is, uh, no joke. Whether yep. you've got one kid or five kids, I have none. Uh, but I, I can sympathize. My sister has three. Um, Chris, Chris's brother has one. I think another is on the way. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is something that's for everyone, no matter what job you're doing, what walk of life you're in. Uh, mm -hmm. I personally do the half a scoop in the morning, uh, you know, just with a kind of a, a cocktail of some other veg, green veggie powder and stuff like that. It's probably some people would think it's gross, but um, I can, I can really say that I believe it helps me, get myself through the afternoon and there is no fall off. There's no crash. Like you're going to see with a lot of this stuff. And, uh, if anyone who's listening is interested, they can go to apexenergydrink.com. You've got four flavors out right now. You've got bomb pop, cherry limeade, citrus blast, blue raspberry. It is free shipping on the tubs. And they, uh, I believe our code is still usable. Uh, yep. yep slingshot 10 uh, that slingshot one zero is a code you can use at checkout to get 10% off of your order. And, uh, you will not regret it. We promise you that, um, Tommy, we are super grateful for you being on the show. Uh, this has been a long time coming. I know that I've heard a little bit about the story. Uh, I've, I've learned so much more tonight. I know Chris had not really gotten a lot of the story. Chris, I'm sure now, uh, an expert on, yeah. on Apex Energy Drink, which I'm glad. It's a good of. story. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I hope our listeners got something out of this at the very least. Kind of an entertaining story about, you know, what it takes to start a business from from ground up essentially yeah. so it, it, it's a, yeah it was, it, like i said it's, it's been a pleasure working with you guys you know throwing everything out there for us and uh, the partnership the i can't emphasize enough i know we're kind of on the tail end of our our little podcast but uh you, you nailed it earlier off it, it, it's one of the best partnerships apex has right now so it's uh i, I couldn't ask for better partners that, that you guys have have given us um and now that's why we try to give 
your your podcast, your followers, you know, a discount as a as a thank you for the great partnership. Awesome. Well, we're grateful for that, and I think that's a great place to end it tonight. And uh, yeah, Tommy Fetcher with Apex Energy. We are uh, had a great conversation. I appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a great night, guys. Yes, sir. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We just wanted to say thank you for your time and your interest in our podcast. And really just overall, thanks for listening. We work hard to bring these episodes to you guys each week. And thanks for being a part of our Slingshot Racing community. If you want to learn more, you can find us at slingshotracing.org. From there, you can find us on social media like Instagram, Facebook. You can join our Discord from the main website. And uh, if you're listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review. Uh, the more reviews and the better reviews we have, the more people who will have access to this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you and see you next week. Bye for now.